in the world with me, Rufus, and he's sick of this yes. intro Ooh. being different as yeah, every time, but also God. essentially the yeah, same. It's... Ling. There you go. Surprise you. I reckon we should shorten the intro. I'm sick of all this guff at the beginning. OK, don't do that then, yeah. <laughs> Brand new beginning. I mean, do we need to say hello? We've said hello over 200 times, right? That's the, in, the Like, the, the theme tune tells you what the show is. Mm-hmm. We should just get straight onto the story or the plot so far or whatever's necessary from now on, right? What do you reckon? Uh, we have said thank you to the people um, 200 times. I reckon they're fully thanked. That's true. I mean, we could do, like, a really good one that, like, can just go in the front of everything. Hello and welcome to the worst writer in the world. Thank you to everyone. On with the show! <laughs> and this week it's a review. One of those retelling things. I'm also going to stop calling it that. I'm not going to call it Rufus and Howard retell The Sixth Sense. I'm just calling it The Sixth Sense. That is established <laughs> what we do. So this episode is going to be called Worst Writer, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. And let's just get on with it, shall we? Well, I guess they do it in case people don't know and they've not listened to the show before. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, maybe at the beginning, like, you know, we tell them what needs to be said. Like, if we're doing a new story, say it's a new story. If we're doing a episode three, do a yeah. plot so far. But just all this guffing around. I mean, yeah. this has been really unnecessarily long. Imagine if this first episode you listened to, you'd have switched off by now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not I as, would, I it's not fucking as fucking long off. as... Um, <laughs> as, as any other podcast. Yeah, I agree. Their, their introduction's a Longer than one of our shows. <laughs> I saw some. In fact, it really reminds me. I saw some joke on some, you know, some post that I saw somewhere on social media mm-hmm. that had um, like podcaster. Right, let's let's get straight down to business after eight minutes of guffing <laughs> yes. around. Yeah. Right, that is that is essentially how how podcasts start, and we yeah. are doing that. So let's stop. All right. So this week we're going to be talking about the Sixth Sense by M Night Shyamalan. Let's get started, shall we? Yes, please. I mean, we're going to have to work out a way that you can do your catchphrase, though, if we cut the beginnings. I don't need to. I don't need a catchphrase. My amazing catchphrase is yes, please. We're not there, because we're going to include all this, and this is the new intro. Oh, yeah, no, this is going in this time, yeah. yeah. No, because the only people that listen to this show are here for this. This is their favourite bit, the bit where we talk absolute rubbish. So we shouldn't deny them that. I just don't want to have to think of a new thing that you are every week. I want to stop. Well, no, I mean, I can do that if you like. <laughs> no, no, I think we should stop that. It's, it's run its course. Okay, so welcome. It was to, fun while it lasted. Yeah, so, so uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the worst writer in the world. I'd like to thank everyone in the world, um, including the worst writer. Oh, no, it's getting long again. Welcome to the Worst Writer in the World. This week we're doing this. That's that'll do, wouldn't it? All right. So I'm leaving all this in to this one, but next week it's going to be like it's going to be like this. Welcome yeah. to the Worst Writer in the World. This week we're looking at the M Night Shyamalan movie, The Sixth Sense, from about 20 years ago. And let's get started, shall we? Spoilers! He's a ghost all along. Because <laughs> you need catchphrases. <laughs> That's what you've got to say every time when I say, let's get started, shall we? I want you to say that. Mm-hmm. Forget, yeah, yes, please, is yesterday's news. It's okay. yes, please, today's yes, news. Yes, please, today's news. Today, today, it's yeah. <laughs> spoilers, he was a ghost all along. Okay, brilliant.
before we start, um, I just wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I thought we should do a little survey of our audience just to, <laughs> to see how often they listen to the show. So, the A, every three months. Uh, yeah, yeah. B, like, you know, once a month. Um, C, uh, uh, weekly. Or D, <laughs> well, all the time. Yeah. Well, I'd say what if it's not if it's not all the time, then I feel like they're not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like if if this film, if when if in this film when Bruce Willis yeah. asked Haley Joel Osment, how often do you see ghosts? And he was like, well, probably once every three months. Happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Mm. That'd be really disappointing. It's the fact that he sees them all the all time, time that makes him a good and interesting character, and that's also what makes you a good and interesting person. Yeah. The fact that you listen to one show like constantly <laughs> without a break. Yeah, <laughs> apparently in the first drafter Bruce Willis did do that though he did go kind of go through because he's you know he's just doing his job he's got to do due diligence diligence yeah, yeah. hasn't he but they went let's just cut straight to the all the time because it's not really interesting to um to you know <laughs> ask that question just just ask him how often and he'll say all the time yeah every three months okay uh Cole I'm gonna ask you a question I'm gonna give you multiple choice answers yeah. right so the question is how often do you see dead people don't yeah. answer yeah, right because yeah, yeah. it's a every three, <laughs> once every three months yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like can we like, and D yeah. all the time it's D it's D D <laughs> all the time it's not as dramatic now is it no. see that's the great thing about M. Night Shyamalan like he knows <laughs> yeah when he was making his directorial decisions he mm. was like should I put like? Should I give? Should but should my main character give the kid multiple choices, <laughs> or should we skip yeah. straight to the dramatic reply? And mm. that's why that's an iconic scene. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe that was like somebody else. Maybe that was the script editor or producer, and that's why that film of his is considered to be good, and everything else he's done since <laughs> isn't. <laughs> it's a fucking tragedy, isn't it? I, I feel I kind of feel sorry for M Night Shyamalan. For, but I feel sorry for him because he accidentally had one good idea. <laughs> and that's really set him up. Uh, everyone expected him to have a second one and he never did. <laughs> 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 like, no, very much done that now and oh. everything else is going to be... Everything else is basically Lady in the Water, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, look, he peaked early, but I, I don't feel sorry for him. Look, he had one good idea. Some people will go through their entire lives without that's even true. half a good idea. and uh... That's true. And yeah, and and some people who are very successful go through their life without yeah. having one or half a good idea. Yes. So yeah, that, that is true. That is true. What he should because the thing is actually when you think about it, most creators they have one idea and they just reuse it. What he should have done yeah. is just keep doing the same plot, right? <laughs> he should have just. I know the twist wouldn't have been so yeah. surprising the third time round when it turned out that <laughs> but you, that Bruce yeah. Willis was a ghost in Unbreakable. But um... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, oh no, okay, so Marky Mark turns out to be a ghost in the yeah, happening, yeah, okay, and yeah. like M Night Shyamalan turns out to be a ghost in the Lady in the Water. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> things like that. But no, I like your idea better. It's one hundred percent. It's one idea. It's not that the main character turns out to be a ghost is that it's the bruce, bruce willis, willis yeah every time. turn out to be a ghost <laughs> every single time well people i think you'd, you'd find people having that conversation be like well you know yeah i mean i'm aware that he does the same film over and over again but you know when you go to an m night Shyamalan <laughs> movie you know what you're you getting get, yeah, yeah. you know you're getting a good quality movie <laughs> where bruce willis turns out surprisingly to be a ghost at the end yeah. all along yeah because uh there's always the chance that he's not going to so there's <laughs> right because that would be like you're expecting the twist to be Bruce Willis isn't a ghost, yeah. but he always like, is. There's no way. There's no way he's going to do it. It's like his eighth film. Yeah. There's no it's way. Like, oh, he's Bruce... a ghost. He's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce 
Bruce Willis isn't even in this one. How <laughs> could he possibly turn out? Oh, is it? Well, of course he was a ghost. You couldn't see him. Yeah, you couldn't see him. Yeah, all that time. Um, now might yeah. be a um, good time to put a spoiler warning on this episode. Um, if you haven't seen The Sixth <laughs> I think Sense. I put, I put one on earlier. <laughs> yeah. I might put that in the intro. Nah. I'm not sure there's anyone left who hasn't seen Sixth Sense or at least know, doesn't know the the, the twist. But yeah, we'll, a, we'll put, we'll put spoilers on. Every year, every year, a whole new generation of people who are born who have not seen The Sixth Sense. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's true. There are many, many people under the age of five yeah. who have not seen The Sixth Sense and don't know the twist yet. Yeah. Because they don't know what dead people are. <laughs> but the moment they find out, it's like, Mummy, what's a dead person? The answer now is, well, Bruce Willis is. Yeah. <laughs> it's all those things that Haley Joel Osment can see. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, right? Okay, don't show me that film now. I know the twist. Do you think that, like, do you think that somebody's going to remake it? Well, the thing is, you, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, right? Because it's a film that is, that is in mm. almost entirely dependent on its surprising twist for excitement. But they did it with Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah. They you just know? changed I mean, the I'm twist, I'm sure you could they? argue that there's a, a bit more to that film than just the twist. But a lot of it, a lot of what's memorable about it is the twist. And, yeah, they changed the twist to make it something that made no sense. Yeah, I <laughs> so can't even remember what that. it was. What was the twist in <laughs> it the was, spoilers? I don't... I never quite understood it. It was something like it wasn't... It was a different planet, yeah. Or, but then he went back to his real planet, and then they were monkeys. It was so confusing. It was a twist that didn't seem to make any sense. And I've, I'm sure I've read about what it was meant to mean since I watched it. Right. And gone, I still, I still don't understand that. That's right. There was a monkey Abraham Lincoln statue, wasn't yeah. there? Hmm. No, well, maybe then, know. like if they remake The Sixth Sense, the twist can be that Bruce Willis turns out to be a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> And then, no, hang on, not not he turns out to be a monkey. He turns out to have been a monkey all the time. <laughs> yeah, right? all the but time. He does, but he, some monkeys don't realise they're monkeys. They yeah. just walk around like regular monkeys. <laughs> walk around like regular monkeys, shoving people up chimneys. <laughs> Here's my pitch for the sequel. Bruce Willis plays a yeah, police okay. detective on the search of a murderer who's been shoving people up chimneys. <laughs> At some point, he comes to the he comes to realise that a monkey's been doing it, and then in an earth-shattering yeah, yeah. scene towards the end, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Tells him that he's a monkey and he has been one all yeah. along. But also, Haley Joel Osment is not in this film until that point. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. wanders in and goes, uh, "By the way, Bruce, I forgot to tell you a second thing. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you're a, you're a ghost. Yeah. B, monkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, hang on, I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah, you're still a ghost. That's just... not changed, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, but you're also a monkey. I should have mentioned that. Take your take your man mask off. You'll find a lot of hair under there. <laughs> <laughs> Because Bruce Willis himself is, is an unhairy-headed person, so it's the perfect disguise. He is an unhairy-headed person. <laughs> that is an excellent term. I'm going to use that for myself more often <laughs> from now on. Of course, I like to, to refer to my style as unhairy-headed person. <laughs> All right, so I watched The Sixth Sense Hooray! for... Probably around the sixth time, I would imagine. Wow. <laughs> it's like it's got to be about that number because I saw it when it was first out. I saw it in the cinema in Amsterdam, I must have been, for looking at the uh, the um, date it came out. No, I was surprised by the twist. I remember being surprised by the twist first time I saw it. Mm. Absolutely. It definitely got me. 
and in a in a very kind of I remember it was a fun satisfying twist in a way that twists rarely are where you, you know first time watching it it was fun you just go oh brilliant I wasn't expecting that you surprised me you got me movie thanks very much now I enjoyed you oh. not sure I enjoyed you until that point but <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's the thing you remember later years later you go oh yeah Sixth Sense that was a good movie I remember in, I remember leaving the cinema happy mm -hmm. even if I'd been bored for an hour and a half until then. I'm not sure I don't remember that. <laughs> But let's get into it. Let's get started um, with The Sixth Sense in detail, retold by us. Three. Part one. Bruce Willis is alive for deaths. Do you think that there are people who've uh, watched this movie who thought he was a ghost even at the start then? Do you think? <laughs> well, I don't who didn't well, get that and just like, oh, he's a ghost, is he? All oh, right. I think there's people who watched this movie years ago who are not going to watch it again just to listen to this show. Mm. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm trying to help them right, out okay. just by reminding them at this point, Bruce Willis is definitely, definitely alive. Honest, yeah. no tricks. He's really, he really is alive at yeah. this point. No right tricks. Right up to the bit where he gets shot to death, right in that. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so there's a real clear moment. Like they show him die on screen. It's amazing we didn't spot it. <laughs> yeah, no. So we, but we don't open on Bruce Willis, who's who's playing a character called Malcolm. We open on Anna. Anna is Malcolm's wife, and she's in the basement getting some wine. Mm. Right, that's the first scene, and the, she picks up some wine, and then she starts acting all spooked and scared for no reason except that she's in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, she just gets a bit, ooh. But, like, nothing's... There's no ghosts around at this point. Bruce Willis, still alive. <laughs> well. <laughs> definitely, definitely alive. She's I mean, just maybe a, this is in the basement. Maybe this is uh, evidence to support my theory that he's already dead at the very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the big twist of that's that's what um set the sixth sense part two the seventh sense i suppose yeah. uh is actually about how he, he was actually dead even longer than you thought yeah and like you know when 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 they go for dinner and she's ignoring him she literally is just ignoring him she can see him she's always always <laughs> yeah, been able to see the dead. ghost willis but um yeah she's just like now i've fallen out with you no i like that idea yeah that uh, like a double twist where oh she couldn't see him because he was a ghost and i don't know she could see him because she's a ghost as well yeah she just hates him mm. Because like he is kind of rubbish at being a husband. Yeah. I mean that is that is that's part of the plot. That is true. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is so there's a couple of ghosts just living in a house, right? And one of one of them's one of them's gone to the the ghost cellar to get some ghost wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other one gets shot and dies. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That's it. That's basically. She goes to the cellar, gets yeah. some wine, acts all scared, right? Uh -huh. Is a ghost, uh, as we've now established. But And then she goes back upstairs where um, Bruce Willis, Malcolm, Isn't is waiting Isn't she for scared him. because Marky Mark's brother's in the house already or something? <laughs> I mean, he is, but I don't think we, like, that's... There's no sign she knows that. She she very much acts like like she feels like a cold mm -hmm. a, a cold cellar, I suppose, or a cold presence near her. It's like it's, like it's setting she up something that doesn't happen. Cellar. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, the thing is, that's what how um, horror movies work, though, isn't it? You go, like, we've got to start scaring people immediately. When you yeah. when you first go and it's... see this movie, you don't know it's about Bruce Willis turning out to be a ghost. Um, yeah. This could be a haunted house. You probably know it's about ghosts. You probably, I'm sure yeah. they put in the advert that that kid can see dead people or something like that, because yeah. otherwise it's like the first half of the film is just Bruce Willis psychoanalyzing the boy. Yes. There's no ghosts or anything. It's really like if, if that's how they sold it, you'd be like, no, yeah. I don't want to see a film about Bruce Willis psychoanalyzing a boy. <laughs> that sounds really boring. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, you can see dead people. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can see ghosts. Brilliant. So, so everyone's <laughs> going to be immediately scared, and you're thinking, oh my god, there's a ghost going to jump out at any second. But of course, a ghost never does. So it's yeah. it's setting the scene, but it's doing it in a way that doesn't have anything to do with the plot or characters. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it would open on Bruce Willis going, mm, it's great being alive. What a great day to be alive. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That the, she, she goes upstairs mm-hmm. where Malcolm is waiting for her. And yeah. if I'd say the, very, the, the first thing we notice about him is he mm. is not dead. <laughs> yeah. So then they sit down on the sofa together and stare at a plaque that Malcolm <laughs> has been given by the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a chat they have a chat about that for a while. There's a clue on it as well, because the plaque says most alive person on it, doesn't it? <laughs> most alive child psychologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. And I think this is something that I think we could probably accuse M. Night Shyamalan's movie, movies of, not just this one, and perhaps not even, you know, maybe others are a lot worse at this, mm-hmm. at this than than um than Sixth Sense, but I think he does tend to tell, not show, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And so he wants us to know that Malcolm is a child psychologist and neglectful of his wife. So he get he gets him a plaque and, and the yeah, plaque says, says, you are a child psychologist. And his wife goes, <laughs> it's good you got that because it makes up for you neglecting me. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, yes. okay, all right, learned two things. Brilliant. He does. His exposition, <laughs> when, 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 when he lays pipes, he doesn't lay them underground. That's his problem, you see. <laughs> well, he's probably worried about moles. Probably worried yeah. about moles <laughs> yeah. d- drilling into them with their spades. <laughs> so yeah, so we've learned that Malcolm's a child psychologist and he puts his wife second to his job. That's yeah. what we know now. I mean, how many hours are there in the day? And how long does a job last? And you've got to travel there and you've got to be asleep. So pretty much most people that have um, a nine to five job are probably spending more time on their job than their partner, aren't they? I think the implication perhaps, I mean, obviously we don't get much information because it's um, an M. Night Shyamalan movie and she's a female character. We're not allowed to know much about her. But I think uh, maybe the implication is that he just doesn't really pay her much attention at all because he's too busy doing his job and looking after kids. Well, yeah, because I'm just wondering, I mean, like, he's not psychoanalyzing children after hours, is he? Maybe he is. May, I mean, I mean, he does it after he's dead. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that suggests that he does spend too much of his time. Yeah. Like fucking hell, Bruce. Fucking hell, Malcolm. You're dead. Just stop. stop. For God's sake, stop psychoanalyzing boys and come to the restaurant <laughs> for our fucking anniversary dinner. You, I can't believe you were late when you were dead. <laughs> Yeah, this is really pushing the neglect thing. Mm, fair enough. So yeah, I think I think actually to be fair to uh, yeah, to to go back on what I said and to be fair to M Night Shyamalan, we do actually see this character neglecting his wife so much that he continues to do it after <laughs> he dies. <laughs> that is some seriously neglectful behaviour. Mm. Okay, so Anna has a brilliant line. Right, while they're looking at the uh, plaque mm-hmm. th- that he got from the mayor for being really good at his job. <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing. Maybe it is. America's a weird place. I mean, you don't get it here, do you? Sadiq Khan never gave me a plaque because I'm a good teacher. I mean, maybe because you're not a good teacher. I heard all the other other teachers got one. (laughs) Oh, shit. If you you just kept your mouth shut, that could have been a good point. You ruined it. (laughs) Admittedly, all the other teachers did get a plaque. They had a big ceremony at our school, (laughs) and and I had to stand outside the window with my hands against the glass. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's a very, very um, unique and significant reason why you, out of all the teachers, didn't get a plaque, Rufus. Some rubbish at teaching? No. Okay, what? Nobody can see you, Rufus. <laughs> You've been a ghost all along. (laughs) 
so Anna, Anna has a great line, a wonderful line, hmm. um, while they're sitting, looking at the plaque. Yeah. And she says, they're also saying that my husband has a gift. Mm. Not an ordinary gift that allows him to hit a ball over a fence. Right. Or, or a gift that lets him produce beautiful images on a canvas. <laughs> Your gift teaches children how to be strong in situations where most adults would piss on themselves. <laughs> was that the line? I know, right? I was like, oh, there's a lovely, lovely little... <laughs> A lovely little motivational speech that she's given him. And then at the end, she starts referencing ginger beasting. <laughs> anyway, after after she said that and got them in the mood, they go upstairs to fuck. They literally go upstairs just after she talks about pissing on them, people pissing on themselves. Unfortunately, they have the least chemistry any two humans have ever had, mm-hmm. right? At, or I should say at this point, because obviously I've also watched The Happening quite recently. <laughs> So now I'm thinking maybe this is like a director trademark. Mm. You know how like certain directors do like Quentin Tarantino likes to film women's feet and stuff and they become famous for doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking maybe M. Night Shyamalan is like, what if all my my male female leads look like they just met five minutes ago and don't really (laughs) like each other? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But fortunately, they don't have long to demonstrate this complete lack of chemistry Mm -hmm. before Anna discovers that the window is broken. Oh, no. All right, so someone has broken into their house. And then, very quickly afterwards, they discover that there's a man in their bathroom wearing only his pants, and he says, Don't you remember me, Dr Malcolm? Come on, don't I look familiar? Like, maybe... I was in a popular 80s boy band <laughs> called New Kids on the Block. Or, you know, or maybe maybe you think I look a bit like my more famous brother, Marky Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> He's really good at science and exactly the sort of person you want with you if plants ever get annoyed and start killing people. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. No, actually, um, in reality, it is not. Uh, mm. It is not. It is played by Donnie Wahlberg, but. In the script, in the story, it's mm. one of Malcolm's ex-patients who he utterly failed. Yeah, who he utterly failed when he was a doctor at the age of 10 or something. I don't know, because I, I feel like Donnie Wahlberg looks incredibly <laughs> old here. Yeah, yeah. And if he analyses children, then yeah. <laughs> I don't know when this happened. Yeah, I'd give I'd give Bruce Willis a pass on that one. He's like, come on, I was only 10. <laughs> we were playing. I wasn't a doctor. We were playing in the back garden. <laughs> Anyway, he's not called Donnie Wahlberg. He's called Vincent, and he can see dead people. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he shoots Malcolm. Yeah. Then he shoots himself. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, he probably goes to meet his wife in a restaurant, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like the sort of thing people do after they get shot in this film. I don't think they'd let Donnie Wahlberg into the restaurant wearing just his pants, though, would they, anyway? <laughs> Well, they would if they can't see him. Since you die, you have to die, and if your ghost is wearing what um what you Shit, wear when you die, yeah, that's true. That's true. Do- poor old Donny Warburg's mm. got to wander around in his pants forever. Yeah, that would be a dead giveaway. A dead giveaway. <laughs> Part two, Bruce Willis is still alive. No, honestly. (laughs) Cut two, the following autumn. Mm. Malcolm is stalking a child. (laughs) Like He actually chases a kid down the street at this point. That's what we see. He's just a normal child psychologist (laughs) sitting outside a kid's house on a bench, watching him come out and then chasing him down the street. All completely normal. I tell you what, I hope Malcolm is a ghost at this point, because if he's a regular man, this is fucking terrifying. (laughs) 
Anyway, Malcolm follows the kid into a church, which at, li- at this point, at least we know he's not a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. tick, right, cross that one off, not a vampire. Yeah. And the kid, um, who's, whose name is Cole, right, okay. is playing with soldiers in the church, like a normal, mm-hmm. normal little kid just playing soldiers in a church. Mm. And the thing is, like, Malcolm talks to Cole at this point, mm. right? Like, they have a conversation in this church, and there's a bloke sitting three pews behind mm. who is just fine with a, what, what a, presumably, unless that bloke's also a ghost, <laughs> is just like watching a kid talk to himself in a church. Must be a ghost, must be another ghost, because ghosts can't see each other. And but also don't seem that worried about what humans get up to. It's like the ghost, like, hey, why's that kid talking to himself? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they have a quick chat. Cole steals like a little statue of the Virgin Mary or something, and then and like Malcolm, Malcolm is shocked. Malcolm is ghost shocked. That's what he is. <laughs> but then Malcolm goes home mm-hmm. ghost to his home, widow's yeah. house. Ghost he ghosts home to his widow's mm-hmm. house. Yeah, uh, and she's asleep. But you know, he decides. He decides not to wake her because he's a ghost. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> now, instead of waking her up, he goes down to the cellar. Mm. But, or, or he tries to, but the door is locked, so he has to float through it instead. <laughs> right? Admittedly, they don't actually show him. But yeah. they, it's, a nice, it's a nice moment where he tries the handle and then he puts his hands in his pocket for the keys and then they cut to him walking down the stairs. And it is a nice moment where they never show but i wonder i wonder what he thinks he yeah. did. what does what does <laughs> bruce willis think yeah. he did like we like it works yeah. for us but does he th- imagine that he unlocked the door does he does he go well get, like go go for his key go oh i haven't got a key i must be a ghost no no <laughs> no float through the one, and forget the one thing we know that they don't that the ghosts don't know is they don't know that they're ghosts so what yes. he must think is that he's got a magic gift and um <laughs> Like in Unbreakable, that he just can't yeah. tell anyone about. He thinks he can walk through walls, so okay. he does it. Um, and that's why he has to check no one's around before he does it. Yeah, he's probably seen Unbreakable. He's like, well, yeah. I had a power in that <laughs> film. <laughs> I, I've probably got one yeah. in this one as well. <laughs> so yeah, so he goes, he goes down to the cellar. He floats through the door, goes to the down to the cellar, yeah. and because the, the cellar, the cellar is like his his workspace, it's like his office. Like he does all his work in the cellar because he's a ghost. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Cole at home with his mum. Mm-hmm. This is the scene where some ghosts open all the cupboards and freak his mum out. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. A cupboard opening ghost. He's got a yeah. cupboard opening ghost in his house. Just normal, just normal cupboard opening ghosts. We've all got one. Yeah, there's going to be, one. There's going to be more than one because all the cupboards get open, right? <laughs> yeah, either a very fast ghost or he's got like 12 cupboard opening yeah. ghosts. Really unfortunate. Oh, I can't believe, I can't believe we've got a crowd of yeah. ghosts that just want to open cupboards. Yeah. <laughs> That's so annoying. Because what are we supposed to understand from it, knowing that go- later on we discover that what the ghosts need is they need some piece of information to let them be put at rest. <laughs> is this ghost looking for the sugar? What's going on here? <laughs> Perpetually trying to. Yeah. If he just buys yeah. buys some sugar just, and puts it in the cup, the guy's gonna fuck off. Tell me, just tell me the fucking sugar is. I just wanted one last <laughs> cup of tea before I go to heaven. Mm. So next up, Cole goes to school, and then when he gets home later. Malcolm is sitting opposite his mum. Bruce Willis is there, mm. but they're not talking to each other. No, because. Bruce Willis is a ghost, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Cole's mom goes to the kitchen and Cole refuses to speak to Malcolm because he doesn't want to freak his mum out mm-hmm. on account of Malcolm being a ghost, spoilers. <laughs> right. 
if his mum hears him talking to no one, mm-hmm. then she's going like, to ask questions about that. So Malcolm says he's going to read Cole's mind, which he can do because he's a spooky ghost. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's not, he's not doing it really. He's actually just messing about. He's just doing some like child psychologist messing. <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to read your mind. Oh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds psychologically healthy. <laughs> so Malcolm makes some guesses. Some of them are right, some of them are wrong. But one of them is that Cole has a secret that he doesn't want to tell Malcolm. Mm. And that is true because his secret is that Malcolm is dead and has a big bullet hole in his back. <laughs> why doesn't he want to? Why doesn't he want to tell Bruce Willis that he's dead? Just because the end, movie would end, or because yeah. the twist is much more rubbish if you if you just and basically what I'm going to say is if you if you have a movie yeah. which has a twist, right? For example, I don't know a twist like it was the plants all along, right? <laughs> and you tell it after about twenty minutes, that's a bad fucking movie because then the rest of the movie is just like, oh, is it? Yeah, it is the plants. Oh, Oh, it's the plants. Oh, in the end, it turned out to be the plants. Yeah, you told us that at the beginning. Mm. That'd be a really fucking stupid, awful way to make a shit movie. <laughs> and what M. Night Shyamalan did with this film is is not do that. <laughs> All right, cut to exciting, memorable scene. Malcolm arrives late for a date with his wife for their anniversary in a restaurant. Oh, no. He's, he just doesn't seem to be able to keep track of time mm. because he didn't die with a watch on. Yeah. If he did, it would fall off, wouldn't it? Because he's see-through. <laughs> but, I mean, because he gets to keep his clothes, they don't fall off. <laughs> he only gets the clothes that he died in, right? That's, true, That's part yeah. of the law here. Yeah. So if he had a watch on, he'd be able to arrive on time, but he obviously didn't. Yeah, also, it wouldn't be telling the, just the hour of his death, no, wouldn't, would it? <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know, I don't. It's not clear. The watch doesn't die, though, does it? <laughs> Why is he wearing clothes? <laughs> the clothes are obviously dead. I mean, his clothes did get shot as well, to be <laughs> yeah. fair. <laughs> His trousers didn't. They should like they should shoot him from the waist up, and then the twist. When you get to the twist, they pan down, and he's not got trousers on. Because no, they, they didn't they're die. alive. Yeah. And they, they could, that could tie into the watch. He's like, well, my watch didn't get shot, hmm. so that that tracks. Only my shirt and jacket got shot, <laughs> and me, and me, of course, I did as well. Yeah. So he goes to the restaurant to meet his wife. And he talks to his wife about his job and his concerns and, and he doesn't notice that his wife can't hear him because he never <laughs> paid attention to her when he was alive. So why would he start now he's dead? <laughs> Seriously, this, this scene works because a woman getting no lines or character hmm. in an M. Night Shyamalan movie is, is normal <laughs> and, and unsuspicious, right? Like an enormous amount of this film's trick relies on us trusting that M. Night Shyamalan writes flimsy characters and unnatural dialogue, right? right. Because you don't go, oh, this, those two are, are like acting really weird to each other. Because when you watch it again, you're like, no, this, this is really weird and unnatural. Like she's not l- making eye contact with him. Yeah. She's, not, she's not acting like she's angry. That's how you read it first time, but she's not acting like that at all. And if, if you weren't already kind of primed for these characters to be acting in a weird, unnatural way, because not just him, but for in a lot of movies that's true, <laughs> then you'd be like, no, people don't act like this. He's dead. Hang on, she can't <laughs> see him. He's a ghost. Yeah. But it's like, no, like yeah. a, a man turns up and just starts talking about himself. Yes. She's annoyed, so she's not looking at him. You're like, yeah, this happens in movies all the time. It uses, it uses cleverly uses a lot of movie like tr- tr- tropes and tricks to to fool you into thinking this is normal. Yeah. 
Cut to Cole and Malcolm walking down the street. Mm. Cole says, I'm a freak. Malcolm says, no, you're not. Cole says, then why am I standing here talking to a fucking ghost that no one else can see? <laughs> Malcolm says, good question. I'll have to get back to you about that later when I realise I'm a ghost. Okay. <laughs> then we get a scene of Cole's mum on her own at home cleaning. Mm-hmm. And while she's cleaning, she looks at all the pictures of Cole that she's got on the wall yeah. and notices that all of them have a ghost in them. <laughs> it's like a ghost. What's Bruce Willis doing? <laughs> all these pictures of my son. That's weird. Yeah. And she thinks that's a bit suspicious, but not so much that she's going to do anything about it. She just like notices and then moves on. Because it, like if you if you look at all the all the pictures you've had on your wall of your son for, that you've had on there for your ages, yeah, and suddenly realise that Bruce Willis is in them all, <laughs> you, you're a bit troubled for a minute. But then you're like, well, ah, whatever. I've got, I've got things. I've got things to do. I've got two jobs. Come on, I've got time to worry about Bruce Willis. Probably doesn't mean anything, does it? <laughs> Cut two. Malcolm talks to Cole about some weird, spooky writing he's been doing. Mm-hmm. So um, they have a conversation for a while, and then Malcolm asks Cole, if you could change something in your life, what would it be? Mm. And Cole says he doesn't want to be scared anymore, mm. by which he means, I don't want to be surrounded by fucking ghosts mm-hmm. who want to show me their wounds, show me their dad's gun, vomit <laughs> milk at me, or psychoanalyze me, Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Cut to Malcolm at home. Someone knocks on the door and he's in the cellar. He shouts up, "Uh, can you get that? I'm a bit busy haunting the basement at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Then he listens to some guy hitting on his wife. Mm. Uh, Then he watches him leave and almost come back several times. Like he keeps going to his car and then maybe come back. I mean, not just just some guy though, right? It's M. Night Shyamalan, isn't it? Is it? No, 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 no. No, he plays the doctor in this one. Does he? No, he plays plays the guy hitting on the wife in um, The Happening. (laughs) Yeah, not in this one. That's confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this is not the M Night Shyamalan hitting on the wife yeah, movie. Why is there a <laughs> that's the happening? Why is there a doctor in this movie? What does he do? Just like tell Bruce Willis that he's fine, and he just <laughs> he's just lying. He's lying. <laughs> you, Bruce, are not dead. <laughs> Everything's fine. Not a ghost. I, I diagnose you as not a ghost. You, oi, right, doctor, you rubbish. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. Actually, just a ghost with a yeah. white. I died with a white coat. On. I, I went to, I don't know, I went to visit a fucking chemical factory, put a white coat on, died, thought, well, I might as well pretend to be a, do- a ghost doctor forever. Mm. I'll go, I just go around telling ghosts they're alive. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, That's my sense. bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, he, this guy, um, like, he, he leaves and then he thinks he's going he's gonna to come back and then he goes and then he's going to, he's like dithering outside. Mm. And Bruce Willis, looking, like, watching him, set, like, under his breath, says, Keep moving, cheese dick. <laughs> and I know from reading the script that is not in the script. That is a Bruce Willis improv line. The 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 line is something really boring, like "Come on, pal, like, keep keep moving" or something. Something like it's yeah. just something really basic. But Bruce Willis is like, "This is my perfect opportunity to use the phrase cheese dick." <laughs> I'm I'm going for it. I'm Bruce Willis. I can do what I want. Uh, M Night. I'm just gonna, I'm going to change this line. It says like it says jog on, pal, or something. Mm. I'm changing it to keep moving, cheese dick. Is that right? Yeah, but he's not going to say no, is he? Bruce Willis wants to say, keep moving, cheese dick. And he does want to say, keep moving, (laughs) cheese dick. And he does do. (laughs) Cut to Cole in class at school. Mm. And the teacher asks the students to guess what this school was in the past. And Cole puts his hand up 
And this looks like the way the teacher reacts, we know Cole is not usually involved mm. in class. Cole puts his hand up and he says, they used to hang people here. Mm. And the teacher's like, no, they didn't. It was a courthouse. This was a courthouse. I'm sure they never hanged people in courthouses in the USA. That doesn't sound like <laughs> us at all. And then Cole gets a bit freaked out and starts saying, I don't like people looking at me like that. He's getting upset. I don't like people looking at me like that. About three times in this film, he tells people he doesn't like people looking at them like that. And then they kind of forget about it. It's mm. like another thing that doesn't quite go anywhere. Mm. But the teacher says, well, fuck you, kid. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> it's like, he just keeps looking at him. So then Cole uses his ghost powers to know his teacher's past. <laughs> Who's telling him? Like, he started calling his teacher Stuttering Stanley. Stuttering Stanley, Stuttering Stanley. Because at school, that's what they called him when he was at school, when mm -hmm. the teacher was a kid. Who's telling him? Is the ghost of this teacher's bully there? Definitely. Like, like doing some post-mortem bully. <laughs> like, hey, kid, kid, call yes. him Stuttering Stanley. That's what I used to do when we were at school. It was brilliant. But I can't do it now. He can't hear me because I'm a fucking ghost. <laughs> or, no, I don't know I'm a ghost. He he can't hear me and I don't know why. <laughs> tell, him he's, tell him he's called Stuttering yeah. Stanley and he's a fucking loser and I'm going to punch him. Because mm. that's the only explanation. How else? Like, he can see dead people. He can't see the past of everyone. Mm. No, that's happening, yeah. All right, cut to Malcolm doing the worst magic trick ever. Basically, he holds a coin in his hand and then proves that it's still in that hand several minutes later. Wow. And Cole, Cole is not impressed and Cole says... I didn't know you were funny. Hmm. And I'm like, yep, with you there, Cole. <laughs> Cut two. Malcolm arrives home and his wedding video is playing. His wife left it on while she went upstairs and had a shower. Hmm. <laughs> and that, it feels like that's weird whether he's dead or not. Like, spoilers, he is. But, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No. but if he's dead, that's weird. And if he's not dead, that's weird. Like, who puts a wedding video on and then goes and has a shower? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, again, the, the reason, like, things like this, the reason this film works is that, like, everything anyone does in an M. Night Shyamalan movie feels super unnatural anyway. They've not, like, the way that that um, Anna and Malcolm act together is no different before he's a ghost and after he's a ghost. It is the, it is the same. So, yeah. because he, like, it, obviously it's not a lot of setup, but you've already, you're right at the beginning, you're like, yeah, these two people are unnatural together, they have weird <laughs> conversations, then that carries on, now she can't fucking hear or see him. <laughs> All right, cut to a birthday party. Cole is doing Malcolm's shit magic trick for an unimpressed child, mm -mm. right? So, yeah, thanks, thanks for teaching me how to be more of a loser, Malcolm. <laughs> Uh, and this is the point where Cole goes up to the top of the stairs mm. where he hears a ghost asking him to open a door. Mm. And then two bullies turn up mm. and shove him in the coal hole mm. with the ghost, yeah. locking the door behind him. And Cole fucking loses it. Like, he's banging and screaming, and it is actually possibly the most traumatising and horrific moment in the film. Yeah. That kid sounds so scared. You know, to be to be fair, the best, probably the best thing about this film is Hayley Joel Osment's performance, yeah. right? It is extraordinary. He is so terrified and traumatised in every shot. You look at his face, you believe that he's going through that. Like, it is troubling. Mm. And at this point, he sounds so terrified it's it's real it makes you desperately want to save this kid it's horrible it's horrible mm -hmm. unfortunately there's really loud music playing and no one can hear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
right? But then, for, then you're like, oh, God, this is going to go on forever. But, but thank God it doesn't. His mum turns up pretty quickly to let him out, but the door is locked and Cole's still screaming and she's trying to open the door, but she can't, and he's inside screaming. And, the like, the boys mm. are still there, just kind of standing there, and a load of adults turn up and just stand there at the top of the stairs staring and doing nothing, mm. which makes me think maybe they're all ghosts as well <laughs> because, like, they're, they're not helping at all. No mm. one's like, oh, yeah, maybe we should get, like, try and get this door open. Like, no, just look. Just look at this woman losing her mind because her kid is terrified, locked in a cupboard. Mm. But, I mean, you know, maybe everyone in this film is a ghost except Cole. Yeah. You know, he does say, right, he is going to say mm. that he sees ghosts all the time. Yes. And that, in a, one way of reading that is that everyone I see is a ghost. Yeah. Right? I mean, you could read, obviously you can read it as every, everywhere I look, there's at least one ghost there. But I think it makes more sense if he mm. actually means literally everyone I look at is a ghost. That's right. I mean, what you don't know is that, like, shortly after Bruce Willis gets shot, there's um, an apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does. It's actually a whole different film yeah. happening. Now, that's when Signs happens, yeah. right? Just have just after... Because like, I don't remember Signs that well, but there's basically an alien invasion and then water kills them, right? Yeah. That's how that works. But we only see it from the point of view of one small family. We don't know if the rest of the world is dead. <laughs> Cut to... Cole's mum is talking to Dr. M. Night Shyamalan, who unfortunately has called CPS on her. (laughs) (laughs) But she just wants to know what's wrong with her son. Mm. Unfortunately, M. Night Shyamalan is not a real doctor. He's just a director (laughs) doing a self-indulgent cameo, so he hasn't got a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. Right, so meanwhile, while Cole's mum goes and talks to um, M. Night Shyamalan, Malcolm goes to see Cole in his hospital bed. Mm. And he, first up, he goes to tell him a story. But unfortunately, it turns out that Malcolm is so bad at stories, he doesn't realise that things have to happen in them, <laughs> right? So he starts doing this story. He's like, there's a prince, right? There's a prince who... I know he goes for a drive and then he like he keeps driving and then he he like he does some more driving and then he falls asleep but then he drives some more and then some driving happens. This is like basically what he says. Mm. And so Cole is all like, "You suck at stories. Mm-hmm. You are you've got you've you've got." To, he says, "You've got to put some twists in." Ah, there's definitely a bit of a like you know like you've got to put some twists in. So I'm, I feel like M Night Shyamalan needs to remember this when he's making the happening. <laughs> All right, this is a very important message for you in the future, <laughs> M. Night. Don't forget this yeah. when you're making a movie about spooky fucking plants. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, Malcolm tells Cole uh, why he can't move on and is a ghost. <laughs> basically, that's what happened. This conversation is Malcolm basically saying, I can't, I'm a ghost and I can't move on because I messed up with Donnie Wahlberg at the beginning mm. of this movie. Right, and so I've got some lines for you from the script. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, he's telling a story. He's telling a story about himself, so he's doing it in third person. Yeah. He's like, Bruce Willis was a doctor, a child psychologist, mm. but he was bad at it. He was rubbish. <laughs> and like one time, he, he basically messed up. with. Don- he was meant to save Donnie Wahlberg, but he didn't. Mm. And then Donnie Wahlberg murdered him. <laughs> right? He just basically telling the story, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he says, he says, ever since then, ever since I fucked up with Donnie Wahlberg, Things have been different. Mm. He's become messed up, confused. He is Bruce Willis. Yeah. It's a bit confusing, this, isn't it? I should have put more more lines in. Ever since then, things have been different for Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis has become messed up. He's confused, angry, not the same person he used to be, <laughs> like less alive, <laughs> more, more of a ghost yeah, yeah. who no one can see. Yeah. And it, like his wife, his wife doesn't like the person he's become. Mm. Because the person who's become is a skeleton. 
<laughs> she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't want to be married to a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, it's a nice, it's a good bit where you're like, yeah, it's got a double meaning, this scene. I enjoyed it. It's This scene is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then Cole finally <laughs> tells Malcolm his secret. Cole says, I see dead people. Mm. And Malcolm says, what, in your dreams, while you're awake, dead people like in graves, in coffins? Do you mean you like go and visit dead people? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Do you go digging? Yeah, yeah. Like, what you, that's what he's asking. Like, you know, okay, in your dreams, yeah, fair enough. Or do you go and look at dead people? Yeah. Do you like, are you, do you hang out at the morgue? <laughs> but Cole says, no. Mm. No, walking around like regular people. They don't see each other. They only see what they want to see. They don't know they're dead. Mm. And then Bruce Willis asks, how often do you see them? <laughs> Completely natural thing to yeah, ask yeah, yeah. at this point. How often? All right, so you see dead people, but how often? What's your? Is it once every three months? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, is yeah. Once a month? Yeah, yeah. Is it every day? Or is it? And Cole says, don't worry, I've got the answer. Yeah, yeah. The answer is... All the time. They're everywhere. And they all want to ask me stupid questions. Like, how often do you see dead people? How often do you think you're dead, idiot? Maybe I'd see them a bit less often if you weren't always here asking me how often I see you. Because <laughs> that's what's going on. Once, you, once you've seen this film, you know that what Bruce Willis is asking is how often yeah. do you see me? Yes, you do. <laughs> i got a question. Uh, you know, like, sometimes you watch a, a vampire movie and and you have, and what you have yeah. to understand from this movie is is there's two ways they can play it. Either everyone's heard of vampires, they know what vampires are, or no one's ever heard of a vampire before, so it's a big it's a big shocker. Um, both yeah. can work; doesn't really matter which one you choose. Um, yeah. Do absolutely. people? Oh, I want to know in six cents. Have people heard of ghosts before? Because because <laughs> it seems like they don't know what a ghost is. I see dead people walking around. Yeah. It's like, you mean zombies or skeletons, right? No, 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 no. Uh, not that kind. Not that kind. Um, they kind of float through walls and they're all spooky. They're all green and they're eating stuff. No, never, never heard of that. No, no, this is a new concept to me entirely. I don't know what you're talking about, Cole. <laughs> Part three. Bruce Willis is 100% totally alive. Come on, trust me, he's definitely not a ghost. <laughs> Cut two. At home with Cole and his mum. Cole's mum lays a massive guilt trip on him and yells at him for things that ghosts did. Right, <laughs> so she's upset because her bumblebee pendant. Is it like, did you did you take my bumblebee pendant? Mm-hmm. Did you did you psychoanalyze yourself in bed? <laughs> no, mum, it was ghosts that did it. That was you, wasn't it? You've been psychoanalyzing yourself, asking yourself how often you see dead people when you're in bed, haven't you? I want you to stop doing that. Yeah. But now, anyway, um, Cole's freaking out because he's surrounded by fucking ghosts. Mm. And his mum's freaking out because her son's a mess and can't tell her that it's because he's surrounded by fucking ghosts. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Willis isn't helping because he is a fucking <laughs> ghost. <laughs> anyway, so then Malcolm tells Cole that he can't be his doctor anymore because... Because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm is a ghost. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't realised that yet. As far as Malcolm's concerned, it's because Malcolm has not been paying enough attention to his own family, yeah. which is true, because like, if he had, he might have noticed that they can't see him or hear him. Yeah, yeah. also he needs to go and visit his employer. He's not been getting paid recently either. He, doesn't, he hasn't quite figured out why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who... Oh, no. I was going to say who sent him to psychoanalyse this boy, but I mean... <laughs> 
No one. Yeah, he just did. He's just, just yeah, yeah, he's just a ghost. He's a ghost. He's fine. Just turned up. Just turned up. Started psychoanalyzing a boy randomly. Mm. I mean, it is, isn't it? Because yeah, you're right. No one sent him. He's got no way of like finding information about this boy. He just randomly started. He just went and found a boy. He just sat outside a house and was like, I hope a boy comes out. If a boy comes out of the door, I'm going to psychoanalyze him. <laughs> Anyway, so then Malcolm tells Cole that he doesn't believe that Cole can see ghosts, even though Malcolm is a ghost and Cole can see him, stupid, <laughs> dead idiot. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, next thing, after he tells Cole that he doesn't believe him, yeah. uh, Malcolm very quickly realises that Donnie Wahlberg could also see ghosts oh. by listening to a recording uh, where like, he has to go and answer the phone. Like, um, Malcolm has to go and answer the phone. And meanwhile, there's a ghost... On the recording, and when he turns it, he has to turn it up really loud. But then he can, if you turn, if you record ghosts, then they're really quiet, so you have to turn it up maximum. Mm. So, any he listens, he listens to a cassette recording of a ghost speaking Spanish, who says, "Yo no quiero morir en este lugar, señor, salvame." So this is a ghost that doesn't want to die. That's what mm. he's saying. I don't want to die in this place. Please save me. Oh well, yeah, so the tape recorder picked up the ghost then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then Malcolm goes to the church to find Cole and he asks Cole what Cole thinks the ghosts want mm. when they talk to him. They just want to psychoanalyse me, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> they keep asking me stupid questions. <laughs> now, Cole says they just want help and Malcolm says he might know a way to make them go away. Mm. You've just got to listen to them, listen to them and help them. And Cole says, all right, so you think I should fix every ghost's fucking problem? Yeah, sure, that's a rational thing to tell an eight-year-old. Thanks, Mr. Child Psychologist. <laughs> but no, no, Cole's like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. Help all the ghosts <laughs> that I see all the time. It can't be any worse than my current life, right? <laughs> so I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And so then he goes home and sees a woman vomiting milk. <laughs> <laughs> And he asks, but first he gets scared, but then he's like, no, I'm going to do this. And he goes over and he says, do you want to tell me something about milk? <laughs> <laughs> but then we don't find out what she said. We cut straight to, later, Cole on the bus with Malcolm. But And Cole's dressed quite formally, Malcolm suspiciously, still wearing the same clothes. <laughs> on the way to do what that milk-vomiting ghost wants him to do, mm. which, by the way, is gatecrash a funeral. <laughs> At the funeral, we overhear that the ghost spent two years in bed before dying. She was sick for two years and mm. that her younger sister is falling ill now. Oh, no. So we, we, this is important information that we need to know. So then Cole breaks into the ghost's bedroom, which is full of terrifying puppets. Mm -hmm. And the ghost shows him a box. And then he goes and gives the box to the ghost's dad. And the dad finds a VHS tape in there mm. and immediately puts it on. The video player. <laughs> so everyone can watch it. Yeah, we're going to watch this. at the uh, this, this weird kid I've never met before turned up, gave me a box, it had a VHS tape in it. I'll, just put, I'll probably just put that on. And it's a puppet show. That's what we discover. It's a fucking puppet show done by a dead girl. Fucking hell, ghost. This was a lot of effort just to get someone to watch your stupid puppet show. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you wanted? To get people to watch your rubbish puppet show? It's terrible. Mm. But no, there's more. Yeah. Because... Then she hears her mum coming and she quickly puts away the puppet show but leaves the camera running. Mm. And her mum, unfortunately, decides to poison her soup right in front of the camera. Probably should have done that in the kitchen. 
<laughs> like may, you know, she's doing like using like floor cleaner or something. So she's like, why, what, why are you taking all that into the kid's room and then doing it there? There's a good chance she's going to see you. Yeah. Don't have to be worried that she might have left a camera running. Yeah. And I, I feel like in the 90s, cameras were massive, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did she not spot that? Even the little ones were still pretty massive. I mean, the most important thing here is that this kid knows that her mum is poisoning her and has filmed it, and therefore what she could have done is not died <laughs> and gone to her dad and said, hey, dad, mum's poisoning me. Yeah, can you stop her? Otherwise, I'm going to have to go and sick milk over Haley Joel Osment in his oh, tent. It's going to be so upsetting. It's going to be so annoying. And then he's going to have to get the bus all the way here and show you a quite upsetting video at my funeral. You know, it's, it's not good for anyone. Mum's going to go to prison. You know, maybe we could just avoid all of this. Anyway, also, this bit, right? This bit should be the pilot to a TV show about a kid who solves ghosts' problems with the help of his ghost friends, yeah. right? This is a, this is the set. This is the pilot to a TV show, and it's so uh, it it's so weird because this is the end of the film. This is almost over, mm. and like they're going to do one thing. Like it's all like I see dead people. It's awful. And then Bruce Willis is like, "Have you tried solving their problems? Yeah, okay, do it once. Now everything's fine." This is this feels like a setup mm. to a, a whole TV show that never happens. Yeah. Because then it's all just like, yeah. But then like it's like we forget about it because then there's a big twist at the end and we remember that. But like, what about this bit? What about when he goes and solves the milk vomiting girl's problem? Does he just do that once and then everything's fine, or does he have to spend the rest of his life solving ghost problems? Oh yeah, definitely. And if so, why is that not a TV show? I want to watch that TV show. That this is the most interesting bit of this film, if you don't count the exciting twist. Everything else has been boring. Mm. I want to see more of this. Why, why isn't there a TV show of Haley Joel Osment? I don't mind that he's an adult now. Mm. That's fine. We'll just say he's been doing it for years and now he's really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was pretty good at it first time, wasn't he? It's not, it's not hard. There's not much solving yeah, involved he... when a ghost tells you what to do. <laughs> tells you what to do. Nails it, yeah. Get Bruce Willis in it. He's like, ah, oh, it turns out I didn't move on. It's not like we saw him go to heaven or anything. Bruce Willis and Haley Jarsman solving because ghost the reason, problems. No, the reason it's not a TV show and the reason it wouldn't be brilliant <laughs> is because you'd have to have like a gang of people and then they'd have to start falling in love with each other and, you know... And then, I, don't no, know. I mean, that's why TV in general is not brilliant, right? I mean, I, I'm, what I'm saying is that wouldn't have to happen. It could just be... But the, well, the episodes, would, <laughs> the episodes would have to be five minutes long, though. <laughs> that's fine, too. Because otherwise it's 42 too. minutes of, like, a ghost telling you where a videotape is. It's just not... <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's going to be more complicated than that in the TV show. Mm. Going to get some good writers in to come up with some good, some good obstacles, some reasons why it's difficult. Mm. You know, I mean, one ghost's problem is that the videotape that shows his mum killing him <laughs> is like in a volcano. <laughs> yeah, right. It's really yeah. difficult to get. Yeah, but eventually they're going to be like, I don't know. This is. We need to fill some time. What if uh, Buffy falls in love with this vampire? <laughs> Four. All right, I admit it, Bruce Willis is actually dead. How often has he been dead? All the time. <laughs> Cut to Cole and his mum in a traffic jam. Cole says, I'm ready to communicate with you now. <laughs> so he's a ghost. He's a ghost. <laughs> anyway, he tells his mum what happened in the accident up ahead. A lady died. Mm. And the mum says, you can see her. Where is she? standing next to my window. And then we see Spooky Ghost, mm. right? Spooky Ghost with a bicycle helmet on, dead woman standing next to his window. And then he tells his mum that he sees his dead gran and proves it by knowing something impossible about a dance recital, mm. right? So he, like, he starts telling her, and she's like, this is horrible, stop doing this. But then he starts 
saying things he can't possibly know. And then he says that the ghost, the ghost gran, mm. says that his mum went to her grave and asked a question. Yeah. And Cole says, the answer is every day. <laughs> and then Cole says, what did you ask? <laughs> And the mum says, I asked her, how often do you see dead people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I wish. That's, wish. C, that's C on the multiple choice. Yeah. So, not all the time, just yeah. every day. Yeah, every day, yeah. yeah. No, obviously, yeah. obviously, unfortunately, that that is. I mean, that, that conversation absolutely happens. He says the answer is every day, and then Cole says, "What did you ask?" Unfortunately, the mum doesn't say. Mm. I asked her how often she sees dead <laughs> people. Yeah. No, she actually asked, "Do I make her proud?" Mm. And then there's lots of crying because yeah. this is a beautiful but very very sad moment. Should have told her that at the start of the movie, Cole. <laughs> You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to see this dead woman in a bicycle helmet to, 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 to reveal that you've spoken to the dead grand. All right, cut to Malcolm goes home and finds his wife asleep in front of their wedding video. And, oh, by the way, Cole told Malcolm earlier that he should talk to his wife when she's asleep uh, because then she'll hear him because when you're asleep, you have ghost ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the idea, right? And while she's asleep, she says, I miss you. Why, Malcolm? Why did you leave me? Mm. And Malcolm says, I didn't leave you. Mm. But then she drops his wedding ring that she was holding and he realises that he's not wearing it oh and that means he must be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. That's how he That's how he realises. He's like, hang on, I'm not wearing my wedding ring. I must be a ghost then. <laughs> ah, I've been a ghost all along. So that's why I've been able to walk through walls. So that's why I've got this massive bullet wound in my back. So that's why Haley Joel Osment could see me all the time. <laughs> it all yeah. makes sense. Pan, the end. Panther Haley Joel Osment just sat in the corner <laughs> looking at yeah. you. Was right to Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. We'll be back in a week or two, haven't decided yet, with our review of M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. You looking forward to that one, Howard? Yes, very much so. I think it's going to be really good. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like more, go to patreon.com slash manbycow where you can get some for as little as $2 a month. Because nothing can be worse than the movie The Happening, so our (laughs) podcast about it has got to be... Oh, it's so much better better than the movie The Happening. But really, that is not saying much. No, I suppose so. Like looking at some sick that (laughs) someone's left on your driveway is better than watching the movie The Happening. (laughs) And if you want to splash out and join at $7 a month, you can Mm -hmm. get immediate access to the whole back catalogue of Secret Gang podcasts, which we've been releasing since 2016. So there's quite a few of them. Mm -hmm. And in those, we tend to talk about all kinds of things. And we we certainly don't get distracted by talking about the sixth sense all the time. (laughs) For example, in this clip from an old Secret Gang podcast. 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Ah, that's a thing, is it? Yeah, yeah.
So why does Scooby Doo have thirteen ghosts? He's only one dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can understand yeah. cats have nine ghosts, yeah. obviously. Right, mm. that makes sense because mm. each time they die, they lose one of their ghosts. Yeah, one of their ghosts and, falls and out. And when they when they run oh, out, yeah, one of one of their ghosts falls out every time. A cat oh, when they uh, oh, when yeah. they run out of ghosts and they're properly dead, aren't they? Oh, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. not going to cat anymore. That's right. No, but I'd say the big surprise, Uncle Mike. The big surprise here is not the discovery that cats have nine ghosts because I knew that, but that Scooby Doo has thirteen. Thirteen ghosts. Because <laughs> famously, like you know, they don't mention that because like they don't like to boast, but cats are always banging on about how they've got nine lives. It's like because they're, they're they're quite egoistic and they're like going like, hello I'm a cat I've got I've got nine lives, uh, lives. dogs Scooby Doo very humble creatures got thirteen lives don't hear them barking around going like, oh I've got th- thirteen lives <laughs> I'm going to argue that all dogs don't have thirteen ghosts because I don't know about you but I've killed a lot of dogs and they never come back <laughs> not once well, you that's... know so I'm I'm going to say maybe it's just Scooby Doo that's got thirteen ghosts and that explains yeah. how he's managed to stay alive for so long I mean that cartoon started in the sixties <laughs> <Right, that's> so... <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> dogs don't live that long Normally unless they've got 13 yeah. ghosts yeah but maybe the dogs you've been killing maybe that was the last uh, they were on their last dog legs uh, bit of a coincidence or, I mean, I've, yeah. I've done a lot of dogs done a lot of dogs yeah. really shockingly statistically unlikely that they were all on their last dog legs well no it's just that regular you know, young dogs who've still got a lot of dog lives left in them they don't go near you because they know you're just going to shoot them so uh, <laughs> only when a dog is what was tired well, of living well, it comes to see you okay I was going to say it seems like the ones with experience they're the ones that should know after I've shot them a few times no, he's like, like hang on hang on that bloke's not going to give me a bone that's not a bone he's holding yeah. that's a gun that's a gun that's a gun you'd <laughs> think but of course dogs are like dog dog to who of course aren't they dog they're to like, who they are like they, dog to they who think that immor- immortality is a curse rather than just really great time good really um, good thing really oh amazing no thing, living yeah. it forever is really rubbish because you get to see everyone else die it's like well you know you get over it don't go to their funerals though don't go to their funerals dogs of course are famous for like sitting on people's graves after they die aren't they so well that's, that's, right, a, yeah. that's a problem if you if you're the one that's dead there's a dog there sitting on its own grave pining after itself oh yeah how's that, <laughs> how's that dog that's a problem <laughs> supposed to go and sit on 12 graves when 12 of itself yeah. are already dead can't do that <laughs> it's not possible is it Pretty complicated. complicated. No wonder Scooby Doo's so stressed all the time. Oh, yeah, having to sit on 12, 12 <laughs> dead versions of himself. Being haunted by his own dead ghosts. Yes. <laughs> no wonder Shaggy's so upset. Yeah, sure. Being surrounded by dead ghosts of his own dog friend. <laughs> well, that's right, yeah, because like he's the only one who can see Scooby Doo, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his a... friends don't think they've yeah. got a dog. So, like, Shaggy thinks he's got 13 of them. Yeah, he thinks he's got 13. And, he's like, and, he's, and they're like, how often he goes to see his psychiatrist, who's a dog, by the way, called Scooby. And, and his it's psychiatrist... What's wrong with Rue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, what's wrong with Rue? What's wrong with Rue? He says, I can see dead dogs. How many red rocks can you read? He's like, I don't know. I see 13. How often can you see them? How often do you read them? All the time. All the time. All the time. And he says, right. And then Scooby-Doo finds out he's dead. He was killed by Donnie Wahlberg and uh, oh yeah of course yeah, he, was, he was killed by we know 13, everyone was killed by 13 Donnie times Wahlberg, he was murdered by Donnie Wahlberg you thought you would have learned after <laughs> the first couple of times but um, he kept going into that bathroom with Donnie Wahlberg in standing there with his gun he's yeah, like yeah, oh, he's, he's probably not in there this time what are the chances how could he, he, keep, he, he shot himself every <laughs> time how could he still be there yeah. oh he's a ghost as oh, well he's a gun ghost he's a gun ghost oh gun ghost the worst kind of ghost <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, then that's when Scooby-Doo finds out that he's been dead 13 times all along. <laughs> all of <laughs> 13 dead all along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that'd be, that'd, be a, that'd be a good twist mm. to the end of Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Right, we've made the last... Everyone was so upset about Velma, we've made the last ever Scooby-Doo. We've given up on it. Yeah. And so and what's happening is Scooby-Doo's been 13 ghosts all along. <laughs> Scooby-Doo's been... <laughs> a little bit confusing, yeah. don't worry. It'll make sense when you, watch sense it. when you watch it. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, well, what happens then? Because the thing is, like, obviously, when... Uh, <laughs> Not to uh, you know, I mean, uh, not to dwell on the sixth sense or anything like we, we don't we, we don't talk about it very often. But obviously, when um, when uh, the ghosts come to the little boy, Jet Haley, Joel Osmond, he he does a thing in order that they can be freed and released and go back to um, Evan um, or or, Ab- or somewhere like that. Um, what does Bruce Willis need? Because he doesn't, he doesn't. Well, I think at the end of the end of Sixth Sense, he doesn't go straight to heaven. He has to wait twenty years until Haley Joel grows up, and if he doesn't become a murderer, yeah, then he's like, okay, I can go to heaven this time because I, I did, I, I didn't succeed with Donnie Wahlberg. He did become a murderer, yeah. but as long as this second one doesn't, then I'll be, I'll be satisfied. And um, so the the big question is, what does Scooby Doo want? Why is Scooby Doo's thirteen well, going around? Well, Scooby snack, isn't it? Um, it that's is, easy, yeah, or a easy sandwich, done, but, big uh, sandwich. Yeah. 13 big sandwiches. 13 big 13. But no, the, but the living Scooby keeps eating them all and Shaggy. So you've got to, 13 tall sandwiches. Tall sandwiches, yeah. So you've got to wait until there's no living Scooby-Doo to eat it and also no Shaggy. So yeah. the last episode of uh, Scooby-Doo is about the final death of Scooby-Doo, his 13th mm. ghost, ghost escape. And also then he murders Shaggy because Shaggy keeps eating all the sandwiches yeah. and he can't go to heaven. That's right. Can't go to dog heaven. And that disproves the film title. <laughs> if Scooby, Scooby's 13 ghosts don't go to he- he- dog heaven, then they have to change the name of the film to all you're disqualified because they haven't eaten tall so sandwiches less yeah, yeah less yeah. memorable punchy title more confusing yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit weird <laughs> yeah I'd, i'm more likely to make me watch it though i'll tell you that <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah me too yeah <laughs> yeah, I never, I've never seen all dogs go to heaven. No. Like, it's like you, you told me the end of that in the in the title. Yeah, <laughs> you explained yeah. explained the conclusion. Yeah. If you don't call the sixth sense, all Bruce Willis is a dead. <laughs> So if you want to hear hours and hours of us talking rubbish like that, then go to patreon.com slash manbycow and see what you can get your hands on immediately. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye, milk. Bye-bye, milk. Here's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.